happening. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Hi. Who the fuck is that guy? If I knock it, but you can't come in. And these guys suck. I mean, I could do way better than that. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. Welcome to the Talking Bluntly Podcast. With your hosts, Justin Keithley and me, old Greg Thomas. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the show. show. To the Welcome show. to the show. Welcome to the show. And if you're uh, as happy as we are, then keep being happy. Well, yeah, keep being happy because, number one, the days of blazing hot days seem far behind us. I hope so, man. But Yesterday uh, was 90. Yeah, and then I got a weather alert today that we're under a freeze warning for the next day and a half. Whoa, yeah, I know it rained last night, and then it was nice and breezy this morning. I enjoyed it. I like the 50s. It's nice. Ah, the 50s are a great time, especially if you weren't a feminist. No, um, but... (laughs) Or someone of color. (laughs) Yeah, or, yeah, basically anything other than a white male, but now... Or Korean, right? Korean War? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I had to do your history lesson in 10 seconds in your brain. Brought to you by Justin Keithley. Uh, Was that Korean War or was that Vietnam? I don't uh, remember. Today's podcast is brought to you by by Twisted Tees. Remember when these things hit the hit the big scene because some guy smacked a dude in the face with it at the oh, gas station? Yeah, That's they were huge. It was like it was like early mid two thousands. They came out and it mm-hmm. was like, we get it, bro. You got Mike's hard lemonade and you made tea. Cool. But then when and, that dude smacked that guy, yeah, whoo. and it turns out it was a stance against racism. We had no choice but to start drinking them. Yeah, I mean, once that uh, anytime you see a gangsterish white man use the n word, but with a hard R, you're just hoping somebody's got a Texas sweet tea. Yeah. To yeah, uh, oh, not Texas. Sorry, it's just twisted. a twisted T. I'm thinking of the Texas tea from uh, Roadhouse. Or it's like, hi, hey, you want some of these? Like, not really. Yeah, it's made with real brewed tea, but then it actually says on the can that it's uh, flavored, flat flavored, beer. B- flavored beer. So I don't know what to believe. Yeah, because I mean, it doesn't affect my IBS as bad as like uh, full on beer, but. I was really hoping it was just some old lady brewing tea and then yeah. put some alcohol in there. Turns out it's some dude in Pittsburgh in a bathtub. So uh, Boston. It says <laughs> oh. Boston. Boston. F- affiliate of the Boston Beer Company. So oh, nice. Well, I don't know if they make uh, Boston lager or not. Probably not. <laughs> That's Sam probably. Adams, right? Yeah. Yeah. Dude. That guy's really cool in his commercials. Like, we find the best hops. Did you? Oh, yeah. Did you, uh, did you ever watch that... Um, that um, John Adams documentary or whatever it is on oh, the one like HBO the show? where they yeah, had like uh, Paul Giamatti play. Yeah, yeah. And Did they you had, ever watch it? Yeah, and they had the guy. I can't remember which guy played George Washington, but it was pretty interesting. I like the dude that played Ben Franklin. He's yeah. the guy that played like Cornwallis and like things. He's always like play something regal as fuck. But yeah, they have to go to France in one of the episodes and go petition the king for more help from France. But like, mm-hmm. he's like, I need to see him immediately. He's like, don't go in there. And Butler's like, don't go in there. And like John Adams runs into like his bathroom and he's like playing chess with like a mistress of a whorehouse in a mm-hmm. bathtub. Yeah, and I'm like, that's low key awesome. Well, think about it. Uh, they say Mr. Franklin was one of the low keyest, most fuckingest guys in the world. Mr. Franklin. Oh he yeah, was banging chicks all over the place. I believe and it. Quite a drunk too, because apparently the trick with the key, he was pretty fucked up when he decided to do it. He's like, we'll see where we can get a lighting. Hey, got it, dude. As it turns out, and now yeah. he's on the hundred dollar bill. So way to go, Benjamin. Hey. He's been there. Yeah. yeah. He's the best. He is. I mean, he's my favorite one to see of all of them. Yeah, definitely. Unless yeah. they make a bigger one than that, that's my favorite one. Yeah, until then. 
You have to be a millionaire, Justin, to see the thousand dollar bill. Oh, remember when people used to act like no, the really rich people get million dollar bills, so they don't have a bunch like, no, of ones. Those are like, just called bank notes. It's like that's not how it works. That's not how it works. Maybe they get like a uh, what's it called a traveler's check? No, cashier's check. That's uh, the one. They actually uh, real rich people they get these things and they're just uh, like bonds, mm-hmm. and it literally just says million dollars and it's stamped. It's insane. I saw one one time. I wish they got those big dumb checks that you get from like the oh club <laughs> publishers clearinghouse yeah. or like if you win a golfing event. Yeah, like uh, I wish every single one of my paychecks was one of those, and that's like how all checks were. You just had to walk into the bank and you're like, did you sign it? Like, oh no, I forgot. Let me get that back. And you're Let like, me see it. I got. Do you have a bigger counter? Yeah, do, you, no, no. do you have a giant sharpie? sharpie? Yeah, no, no. you can barely see my signature. Yeah, no, <laughs> so stupid. it's so dumb. Oh yeah, I got to use yeah. spray paint. So Just like on uh, Happy Gilmore, he's like, no, no, no. Yeah. He's like, the check will be made you, mailed to you in three to four. He's like, no, no, no. I want a big check like that guy. Yeah, like, that's how I feel every day. When he got like last place, in the first <laughs> one, he's like, why don't I get a big check? He's like, like that's only for the winners. He's like, how much? Uh, how much do I get if I get last place? Like, uh, like twelve hundred dollars. Like, so either way, I win. Yeah. <laughs> Well, think about it. If you're in that new, uh, we'll live. Cut, we'll cut your head off. If you're a yeah. lady league, <laughs> oh, oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, they'll never have a women's league over there. Well, they had like an onion article, I think, where it was like uh, players in the live league have to putt on the 18th green while a wearing woman, a sherpa. Yeah, you no, know, while a woman's getting her head cut off for <laughs> such and such. I was like, jeez, dude. Well, those dudes are pulling down so much money. Yeah. Like he's like, oh, I won one of them and won eight mil. Yeah, he won more. He's one or two guys, so they won more money the entire time that they were in the PGA off of just two tournaments there. Yeah, no, no, no. They're like, they pretty much pay everyone a shit, a shit ton of money. I'm like, I didn't even know golf was like really that large overseas. I mean, I know Europe, obviously, but I had no idea it seems the like Saudis it got down like that. Really hot to play over there all the time. Ah, that's why they get paid the big bucks. Shit. I like, mean, you have to do it this time of year, though. Yeah, you can't do it in the summer. They, they still get a, a fall and stuff like that. You couldn't do it in July. I mean, don't get me wrong. I would love to see like an 80-year-old senior tour out there. It's like, yeah, the the key is to this tour, we pay them a lot of money because they have to die on the course. Yes. Like, <laughs> we have to make sure we only give them one bottle of water for It's a lifetime holes. contract. It's like, got 87-year-old Tiger Woods out here putting for... All right, he's gone. Yeah. Well, remember, <laughs> Tiger said he would never join that league, but it would be really funny if his son was like, I'm joining that league. Yeah, Dad. no, no. It's like, <laughs> I want some money and some bitches, like, Dad. It's like, as it knew, he's like, uh, so the PGA says I'll get paid like 58 grand no matter what a tour. They said 30 mil because my last name is Woods. Uh-huh, yeah, probably. So I feel like... Do you think there's a bunch of bastards out there that are, that would be Tiger Woods' son, like Jon Snow, but they don't know about him? Oh, man. Probably not. And they're not, instead of being Woods, they're just grasses, yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> Some weird name, like uh, Waffle House or yeah, something. Yeah, dude. Oh, man, all those Denny's waitresses that have son that are good at putting and they don't know why. <laughs> like, my, oh, man. like, man, my kid is whooping my ass at putt-putt. And I he's just, I don't, like, where did he get it from? Oh. He's, like, really good at uh, golf. And we've never played before, but it's, like, yeah. it's muscle memory. It's got to be in the blood. Yeah, that shit's funny with the... Uh, Mr. Woods, like, they showed all the clips of his son doing, like, he has the same takes as him on the course. It was like, whoa. That's yeah, no, and he wore, wore, like, the red shirt and the mm-hmm. sun and everything, yeah. and his son is out there, like, almost out driving his ass at, yeah. like, 14. But Well, he said, he's like, oh, this is why I want to keep playing for a little bit longer so I can still be on the tour when he makes it. I was like, that's It's like cool. LeBron. 
Yeah, LeBron's like, I'm just going to keep playing so I can play a few seasons with my son. I think it's different, though, because LeBron, hey, I know you're still really good, but hey, man, you should have just shaved your head like 10 years ago. Hey, man, but you know, you're rich enough, you can make hair reappear. Yeah, but it still looks like shit whenever his little uh, uh, band comes up a little too much. It kind of pulls the carpet back a little bit. You're like, Uh, oh, (laughs) hey, I mean, I know he's really good and everything, but to me, it looks like the Lakers are like, they were posting that you, video of walk, uh, Westbrook. I, no, I sent that yeah. to you. We're like, then, like the team huddle, and then yeah. he just walks away, and then the coach is like, so our second string needs a little bit more juice, so we're going to yeah. have him be yeah. our sixth man, our Ginobili, which is not a bad not, idea. Not the if worst idea. If he can idea. do it like, properly, but he was like, I don't know why everyone's freaking out about this. I've had the same fucking... Uh, I've done the same thing since I got in the league. You know this. Anybody who's seen me ever, they know I do the same thing every game. And I guess he never gets in the huddle. So yeah, he doesn't know. do the huddle. But maybe that's why he likes to take those weird shots. But, hey, whatever. I don't uh, – basketball is not really on my radar at the moment. I just see clips every now and then. Yeah. I'll tell you what is on my radar. The Sooners getting off the schnoz. Yes. I mean, I, it couldn't I, get worse than getting beat by Texas like that unless... I never felt so good to beat Kansas. That's what I was saying. <laughs> it felt bad to lose to Texas in that way, but it would have felt way worse to lose to Kansas by like 28 points in Norman on homecoming. Whew. But that didn't happen. I wonder what it would have looked like if they still had their quarterback, though. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, oh, they got the backup in, and they still scored 42. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's um, it's going to be interesting. But I did look at OU's recruiting class. Looking we have good. the number three or four recruiting class right now. We have the number one dual threat quarterback committed to Oklahoma. Hell yeah. I think it, it'll take the a couple problem, years for Mr. Venables. It's just they need to give him enough time. The problem is with this recruiting class, unless your last name wasn't fucking Manning, you Nobody did cares. not matter. Yeah. But now that we know he's probably going to try to go to Texas and then like they're going to have to ship off Ewers or whatever that's going to happen there. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting seeing uh how many transfers we get yeah from like Clemson. The new portal deal where they could just up and leave after one season and still play the next year. Yeah. I wonder, well, Clemson's still undefeated, but that defense was a little rocky last night. I'm saying like all those guys that he recruited and don't like the defense over there without Yeah. Venerables being there, I would think we might maybe pick up a transfer or two from Clemson. Oh, and another big shout out to Utah. Thank you for taking <laughs> down uh, the the Dink Riley. Oh yeah, dude, that coach has got some nuts, dude. He oh, went for yeah. a two to win the game. He's like, our quarterback's just a playmaker. We know what we're going to do. Oh, dude, yeah. Ah, uh, there's a little snake in the grass right there. Yeah. <laughs> there he is, fucking stinking Riley, fucking snake Riley. Motherfucker. Oh, and then uh, shout out TCU. I hate to say it, but I was kind of happy that they beat Oklahoma State. I just need I just want everyone to lose now. Like, it yeah. doesn't matter. Well, I need Oklahoma State to lose because their fans have been way too, like, <laughs> r- trying to rub it in. Like, hey, we're number eight. What happened like, to you we, guys? We don't have seasons like this as often as you do. Yeah. Like, ever, really. Well, what would be funny is if in our worst season, and they'll probably still be in the top ten when we play, and we spanked that, or we beat them by two, it's still going to be like, what happened? We don't even have a team, and you lost. What I mean, if, if, if somehow, yeah, if we do beat Oklahoma State this year, which I, I don't know if it'll happen, but it's if it, it somehow yeah. happened, 
It'd be a rough season for everybody in this whole state. Just this, I was like, well, we just beat each other to shit. And we just look like bear. And speaking of a state that went into a uproar on Saturday oh. night, I got to watch the second half. It was very good. I don't know if you got to see it. But I did not. But shout man. out to the Vols of Tennessee for upset of the week. This is a live look at Knoxville, Tennessee right now. They are still still going. going. Dude, because Rocky Top was a rockin'. And watching them tear down the goalposts and walk that shit down the the street. And throw it right into the the river. I don't know how far Tennessee River is from that stadium, but that was awesome. Yeah, threw it into the river. And, uh, yeah, they've got a good 250K tab from that. Yeah. Uh, 75 a goal post to have it up for next week and a sweet uh, little $100,000 fine from the SEC. And uh, Green Bay, your scouting guy, can you start looking at Wyatt? Maybe don't get two defensive guys this year on the draft. Go for a fucking receiver. I mean, you know. Sorry, I'm upset. Uh, that yeah. dude is an animal. Man. Let me just say that I've never seen Nick Saban oh, lose yeah. his shit on the sideline. When we were fucking trouncing their ass in the Sugar Bowl with fucking Trevor Knight. He didn't really care. He didn't even look. Well, because like, remember, they said this game didn't matter. We were expecting to go to the national title. Then we played this bullshit game here. Oh, yeah. But, but this yeah, one? This one. Ooh. Oh. And another thing. Mr. Bryce Young. Goddamn dude has a iron chin because there was a couple of shots he took in that game where it's like, fuck, how do they not call a penalty? He's NFL. He, they would have kicked him out of the game. He's six foot. And uh, he's sturdy little fucking. I mean, he had a hell of a game. So. He's got a cannon. Yeah, he reminds me a lot of Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. A little short, but he can he can look over that. He actually lifts his head a little bit when he throws. But he's a fucking dude. The he's shit, got the vision. The shit he was doing out of the pocket last night was fucking. And he can throw from it, and that's where he was taking all of his fucking shots. Oh, was, one of them, he ran for the first down, and as he was going to slide, dude just hit him right in the chops. It was like. Yeah, no before penalty? he went into whoa. his slide. SEC, whoa. Dude, and uh, man, there was a lot of shots. Uh, Baylor lost to West Virginia and West Virginia on Thursday because yep. West Virginia fucking Gabrieled our fucking Baylor's quarterback. Yep. They sent his ass to straight concussion protocol. Jeez. I mean, went into the slide and the dude speared his head. Yeah, there's been some like, uh, some of the hits that happened in the college football game this weekend was like, Fucking shit. And it was, it's one of those things where you see this intense overreaction by mm. the NFL to protect quarterbacks. And it's like, bro, what? It's still a fucking contact sport. Well, it's and in college, it's like, let them die out there. Well, if you sack a quarterback and then they call you for roughing the passer, it's the craziest thing I've ever seen. And then you got Tom Brady. I don't throw the flags. Yeah, yeah. but if you're not Tom Brady bitching about everything after every game, they probably don't call that. Yeah, but he's also like, if he fuck it, if Tom Brady starts bitching and starts throwing fucking refs un- under the oh, bus. Oh, he did have a good joke. He's like, I don't throw flags. I throw tablets. I was like, hell yeah. Way to go, Tom. I, Dude, that's good. I wonder how many tablets he fucking killed today. Jeez. Yeah, they, that was a rough one for them today. Oh, man. But next week in the college football world, there's some pretty cool games, but I think this week was the, like, the big games. Yeah, we had a lot of big games. We've got one big... Um, Game. I think there's, what, two, three big games next week? I'm going to look here. Let me go to the next week. Because this is only week six. Or no, week eight next week will be week eight for the college football world. I'm not sure who OU plays next week. Let's see. 
We um the the larger matchups are um as follows. You got Mississippi State going to Bama, which I don't know if that's a real big game, but you've got uh nine UCLA going to ten Oregon. Ooh, Kansas State's going to TCU. Texas Ooh. at Oklahoma State. Oh, that'll be a good one because Oklahoma State always finds a way to choke the dick against Texas. Like, they could be up 48 points and lose by two. 24, Mississippi State at Alabama. Yeah, that was the one that I read. I think that's the only big games. Is OU off next week? I don't see him on here. Um, Depends. Do you have it on conference or you have it on... Big 12. Well, I have it on just the main schedule, I guess. Maybe. Big 12, we do not play next week. That's what I was thinking. I think they're off. We are off next week. So that's good. At least maybe they can get a little bit healthy and then come back. Cause and I, we play I, at Iowa State the next week. Oh, okay. Cool. But there's some good games to watch next week. I now, would, there's three pretty good games next week that will have some, some decent implications. It'll be interesting to see how... Uh, I'll tune into that Texas-Oklahoma State game, see Al- how they bounce seeing back. Seeing how Alabama bounces back as well with that defense after taking... Uh, after taking an L, I mean, damn, what a scene at Rocky Town. I know we talked about it, but just... Dude, Neyland Stadium, one of my... We uh, talked, we've talked about stadiums. it. Yeah, yeah, no, we're going to go there as the pod. And, and that uh, video that you posted of the the donor going, what do you think about it, Kyle? I don't care. I'll pay for it every time. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, they asked this donor, and they're up in the box, and they're all smoking cigars. And he's like, hey, bro, how much you think that's going to cost you? He's like, doesn't even matter if we do this shit every year, my man. Like, if we beat Alabama, I will pay for a fucking goalpost every goddamn day. Well, just the fact that it had been 16 total years since they won at home against Bama, that's like, that's a big deal, man. That's like, oh, shit, they did it. Because I like rooting for Tennessee as far as the SEC team because they're from the east of the Eastern Conference. So if they can get past Georgia in a couple weeks, shit. Or if Georgia beats them and then... Them, Alabama, and Georgia all have one loss, but somebody's got to play Bama in the uh, SEC title games. Like, oh boy, yeah, no, the um, I can't wait till OU's in there and we get to have like a, you know, that's the thing though. Like, who in who in our conference, except for when we do go to the SEC, like Alabama, maybe Georgia, like. There are not a lot of teams that we would just fucking storm and flip the fuck out over because of who the fuck we are. Yeah, it's not going to happen. I mean, we would have to have we'd have to have like two or three losing years, and then finally return to prominence, beat Bama at home or something, and then we because the last time they did it was when they beat Nebraska in two thousand, and it was like even then OU fans were like that's bullshit. We don't storm the field. We're the Sooners. It's like, come on, man. No, I I love it. But I'm just saying from, like, an aspect, it's like, Ohio State doesn't really ever rush the fucking field. They don't need to, yeah. Alabama, when the fuck have they ever rushed the field lately in the last fucking 10 years, really? It's just them getting rushed on. Usually, it's never them rushing the field. That's for sure. Yeah, you have to be the dog, and most of the time, we just haven't been the dog. It'd be funny if this year, when we play Oklahoma State and Norman, they're still ranked. We have, like, two or three losses, and we win and then rush the field. Fuck it. Go for it. Take Take the fucking... Uh, things and just like the goalpost to the National Weather Center and just throw them at them like yeah fucking shitty weatherman you're about as good as the refs you're wrong half the time and you still get paid the same amount of money go put it right there on I thirty five a right under Lindsay Street uh, Bridge huh That's yeah yeah right next to the old Sooner Mill yeah <laughs> yeah put it next to Sooner Mill oh wait they tore down Sooner Agent uh, <clears throat> Legends and Suites or whatever that shitty old hotel was that they used to have an open mic at. is it did they tear yeah, it down it's gone. The one right by the highway? Yeah. yeah. Gone. 
<laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, I was like, whoa. I haven't lived yet. Yeah, I moved out of Norman forever, and I don't go back unless I have to. And when I, I do, did. I just stay to the north. I did like five open mics there, and they were all like one. No, we. I did the there two there, and then yeah. there was a. I forgot. Some comic showed up one day, and you're like, I haven't seen him in years, and <laughs> and then they like went up. Said some real weird shit, got in their car and left, and then we never saw him again. Yeah. I forgot who it was. Just, uh, I forgot who it was. Oh, yeah, it was uh, Andrew Shank. Yeah, <laughs> old Shankster. Yeah, yeah, you're like, oh, because he's like, what, oh, man, he has the, he's the guy that'll make a racial slur right on a Facebook post to, to another comic. Like, oh, really? You damn Mexican, why are you? Like, uh, he was against the other guy that hosted the show, and it was like, I remember when that happened, I was like, I thought you guys were friends. He's like, so did I. We fucking started comedy together like 10, 15 years ago. I was like, that sucks. Dude, insane. But, man, shout out to the Vols for giving us probably one of the uh, coolest images we'll probably get of the year for college football and football in general. Shout out to them winning an ESPY at the end of this season for, like, best uh, upset. If, oh, probably. they really should. but Because um, also just a good game in general. It was really fun to watch. Yeah, old Greg lucked out uh, this week, and my team can't lose because they're on a bye. Yeah, see, I needed that, but nope. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and, oh, Green Bay, 0-2 oh against the New York teams. All right. I mean, let's be honest, though. Giants 5-1. and one. Yeah, Giants are decent. Like, that coach they got's got them playing fucking hella good. But fucking Jets? Come on, man. What the fuck? It's in Lambeau. They, you know what happened? They showed fucking Rogers' stat. And he's 15-0 and 0 in his last 15 home games. It's like, you motherfucker, that's not true. We lost that home in the playoffs. What are you talking about? And they're like, oh, well, this is a regular season. I was like, well, you didn't need to put it up then. Because now he's 15-1. and 1. God, it is... Um it was I, just, I didn't. I didn't get to watch the game. I know you had a. Well, they had a special teams touchdown and a and a defensive six. touchdown. Yeah, it was that's just, fourteen point swing right there. It's hard to win any fucking game like that. Well, I mean, the final score twenty seven to ten. Without those two, they probably lose fourteen to ten. But it's just like, hey, front office, hey. why do you let go of <clears throat> Devonte Adams? Hey, I've got a little theory here. What's that? The Rams don't look great. Uh-huh. I think OBJ might be looking for a spot to play here in a few weeks. Well, that would be cool. I mean, I'm cool with that, but my theory is Green Bay's just tanking to get that receiver from Tennessee. <laughs> I'm Dude, you have the trade deadline? I know. I just you have the trade it. deadline coming up? No, I've seen it where they had OBJ's best landing spot. OBJ still out there, and, and this is all... Uh, so, DJ Moore from the Panthers, a uh, really good wide receiver. He's out there. Yeah. Oh, also He's being saw, shot by the Panthers. And Christian McCaffrey. I saw a trade thing for uh, Chase Claypool from the Pittsburgh Steelers for two other. So, there's a bunch of shit on there. But. No, but at the um, just as like a side note, the Panthers, as they obviously build towards a rebuild. Yeah. Um, have. Uh, we don't need Christian McCaffrey, though. No, no, no. Have listened to offers for oh, okay. Christian McCaffrey. But they're not willing to deal with it's not like two good players or like a first round draft pick. So, but also they are listening to offers for wide receiver DJ Moore. Yeah. So if your GM could send them, say, uh, two thirds, like a third from this guy, one and a third for the next, mm-hmm. probably get DJ Moore. And then what if you just signed OBJ? 
then what does that shit look like? It looks like you could win a damn Super Bowl. You're right offensively, but everything they talked about this season was our defense was going to be the best. The thing is, when your offense isn't scoring, and your defense is out there so yeah. much more. Oh, yeah. I mean, when your offense is controlling the ball and you're grinding them down and they've been able to come out fresh, mm-hmm. they can give you some three and outs. I mean, we as OU fans, we saw that for fucking the last 10 years. Oh, no, I understand it. It's I just, like, I'm not, I'm not, it not, just I, sucks that, like, uh, Devontae Adams was like, all this did so many things, and they're like, yeah, we'll be able to replace it with these other guys. It's like, yeah, maybe not. No, but it's one of those things where you also have to establish a rapport with your quarterback and all this stuff, and that takes time. Mm-hmm. And the only reason Devo- Devontae went to a place where he already had yeah, cause he played a for, rapport. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's the only reason why, like, Carr and Adams look like they're fucking in sync. Yeah. It's because they've been doing it. They've been working out in the offseason before, years before this. But it's Aaron Rodgers is an intricate dude. There's like Adams and him could look at each other yeah. before the thing and be like, oh, 15 yards and up. And he's like, yeah, bitch. And yeah. like they didn't even flutter eyes. Like they just know. <clears throat> exactly. And that's that's not something you, you get in one year. But, <clears throat> I mean, when you have a... High paid, top of the fucking food chain quarterback, and you've got Jordan Love sitting behind him. Yeah, like you should probably try to win now. They're Gouda cunts. Yeah, that's what I'm Old saying. Oh, Goody, just didn't understand. So, the, so the, I think you could get DJ Moore. Mm-hmm. You could get or Beckham or both. Yeah, you can, and you're going to be able to make a deal. There's going to be some teams that are trying to tank. It just the there's a lot of there's a lot of quarterbacks out there. After they traded him, it was like, oh, that means they'll get a first-round receiver. And then two defensive players again this year. It's kind of like, fuck, man. But it's okay. You want to know something crazy? What's that? Uh, two quarterbacks that got huge deals this year, this offseason. Mm-hmm. Fucking suck. Oh, yeah. Dog shit, right? Kyler Murray. Oh. Yeah. But Russell Wilson. Huge deals. Well, also with Kyler Murray, it's kind of like, I wanted him to not get his deal until, like, later on. Let him do that a few seasons. Because even last year, he was red hot. And then the end of the year, they fluttered out. This year, they never even got a chance to get hot. He just had, like, one good overtime where they're like, oh, yeah, that. And then he hasn't really been That's happy. what I, that's what I'm, like, he's, it's not, uh, it's not working over there. Yeah. And then you got. You've paid all these dudes historic amounts of money. And I didn't understand the Russell Wilson one. Because it's like, hey, yeah, he won a Super Bowl. But he won a Super Bowl with the best defense We've had in a long time. Also, um, when you're owned by the guy that owns Walmart, what the fuck is $240 million? Is that the one who owns Denver? Uh-huh. Oh, wow. The Waltons just bought it from some, or I forgot who owned it, what their name was, the Patents. Wow. And uh, so now Walmart, the family, like the, the larger family that owns Walmart, mm-hmm. now at, basically owns three teams. So Sam Kroenke... Owner of the Rams wow. is married to the daughter or granddaughter of one of the, like the Walton guy. Okay, or it's sister or something like that. Broncos, and I believe it's is it the it's somebody else has like a huge vested interest in another team. I forget which team it is. So you're telling me they're trying to get the Rams and the Broncos to play in the Super Bowl? That's what they want. They're like, yes, I mean perfect. that would well. 
But yeah. they have to have a good team to do Yeah, that. and they're not. So not yeah. right now. Rams are they got their Super Bowl with paying for it and then they lost uh Von Miller and now it's a little different. It's like uh Yeah. Cause he took a lot of, I'm not saying Aaron Donald's not still badass, but that helped having like that guy there to be like, Oh shit, you gotta it's, worry about both of them. It's also like they also got Bobby Wagner. True. And he's fucking awesome, but they just can't get it together. And it's also just the offense is terrible. The offensive line is terrible. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Like fucking Whitworth retires at the age of like fucking 80 playing left tackle forever. Yeah. So once they lost him, they lost that. They lost him. And it's just, and I believe like their center, one of their fucking, they've had like two injuries that long their interior offensive line, just like Tom Brady. Tom Brady, all three of his guard and center, all three in front of him. Gone. Gone. Yeah. And so now you got these scrubs in there. And what have they always said for Tom Brady? Got to get pressure up the middle. Mm-hmm. Hey, once he can't see, man, he's toast. Yeah. Because he ain't scrambling out the pocket, dude, slow as sound. You need somebody coming up the middle and somebody on that blind side. need to just take his fucking eyes out. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's uh, uh, been the, the, the early games today were definitely wild, that's for sure. Yeah, there was a, man, Atlanta beating San Francisco. Uh, Jets taking a, a Jacksonville-Indianapolis being a great game. Indy goes and takes that dub. And uh, Bengals hold on, beat the Saints. Again, Giants beating Baltimore. Holy shit. That's probably the biggest one, I think, where it's like, wow, they are just... That I mean, coach was fired the fuck up last week, leaving the game against... Uh, oh, Green yeah. And England, like, yeah, no, Dayball, he's offensive coordinator from Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And if you see a, a similarity between the, right now the way yeah, I do. Daniel Jones is playing and the way Josh Allen's playing, like, I'm a big, fast dude. Mm-hmm. Two reads... Fucking go. Yeah. And he's getting seven, eight yards, and okay, now it's second and three. Yeah. And if you're an NFL team, second and fucking three is the dream. And he has Saquon, who's like, here, get three yards, bud. He's like, and he can <laughs> check down to Saquon yeah. also, who's one of the best dudes with the hands. Like, Also, surprise team of the year for me, other than the Giants, is honestly Seattle. Oh, you, yeah. you telling me, like, oh, we got to pick between Drew Locke and Geno Smith. And I'm like, oh, you mean you're picking between which quarterback you want for next year? Mm-hmm. They beat the Arizona Cardinals 19-9. to Geno Smith playing not amazing, crazy good ball, but he has he goes 20 for 31, 197 yards, no picks, no tutties. No turnovers. That's the thing. Yeah. You got, can't turn it over because they got a good running game. five times still. And then um, – but Kyler, the pay, uh, Patriots uh, running back from OU, had a hell of a game today. So some that, OU, oh Stevenson, yeah. Some some OU players having great seasons. The quarterbacks, uh, hey, little, except for uh, well, I don't know if you call Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts an OU quarterback. Yeah. When he when he goes on Monday Night Football and he's like, my name Jalen Hurts, University of Oklahoma. He does. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Because I think. Hey, even though I hate Stink Riley, he did help uh, develop. Mis- he develops. Some quarterbacks better than others. I think Jalen Hurts just has the brain for being a fucking leader because he's just straight up. And when he's running, it doesn't look like when Kyler Murray, but it's because he has a longer stride and his legs are fucking brick shit out. Also, way stronger probably as far as if you have to tackle him. I'd rather try to tackle uh, Murray head on than fucking Jalen Hurts. You want to hear Kyler Murray's stat line though? Yeah, twenty three for thirty seven. No, no touchdowns. One interception. Ten rushes. A hundred yards. Yeah, I mean he's going to get a forty-two yard scramble today. Yeah, I mean when he I does mean like that, it's it can help, but but he loses still. I mean the defense is not playing great, but also 
Yeah. You got to score more than nine points in the NFL there, guys. And uh, you have. Yeah, or more than 10, Green Bay. What the fuck? DeAndre Hopkins is back for Arizona next week off the PED suspension. So, uh, hell yeah. yeah. That roided boy is going to catch some big skin. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> I don't know what it was. But, yeah, it definitely was. Um, oh, okay, it was the roidios? Well, it was coming off an injury. He was trying to get back. Yeah, I gotcha. Which Man, I think is a pro athlete. That should be when you can use it because you're trying to come back from an injury. But I understand there's residuals, you know. You remember all those little tiny spectrals in yeah, Mr. If John Jones? <laughs> if there's one sport that I am not okay with steroid, it's football. Just because of how hard they're hitting each oh, other yeah, and the yeah. force and all that stuff. It's like you don't need to be any faster <laughs> to fucking run into somebody harder. Yeah. Cause, and Same like, as fighting. Be, you don't want someone be to be physically dense because yeah. you're like roided up. Like you don't need fuck. Like I hate to sound like a fucking altar boy on this one. I'm usually pro do whatever the fuck you want, but just the amount of damage these guys are inflicting on each other. I just, yeah, they don't need help fucking themselves up. So That's true. True that. But man, I, uh, man, it's been a great week for football sports in general. NBA starts this next week coming up and wouldn't you know it? Uh, hockey started this last week. Yeah, I watched some of the first hockey games. That was fun. I was in the hotel. Dude, there were some those great games. fights. Yeah, no, like oh, literally. Yeah. Yeah, there's some fucking barn burner. And speaking of fights, we have got a good one. But before that, we're gonna hit up some shatter chatter. So make sure right now. I want to give a quick shout out before we actually start the shatter chatter. To Good Meds out there in Piedmont. My buddy Dax, Houston, Calvin, they're out there in Piedmont. Woo. They may be running a special. I'll, uh, I'll announce it next week. Some deets. If you need a med card in the OKC area, they're going to be able to hook you up with a dock, nice. with a rec, and be able to get you out the door with the Lord's Medicine. Woo. But without further ado... Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to this episode's installment of Chatter Chatter. All right. This is a sativa pre-roll from uh, Green, uh, what is it, Green Doctor 420. It's from the House of Dankness. Ooh, okay. okay. And it's called Fantasy Melon. It is a, wait, that's the brand, Fantasy Melon. I think it had a cool name. Now I can't find the fucking name of this shit. <laughs> Because it's a sativa, but the brand, the pre-roll is made by Fantasy Melon. The guy said it was... Fuck, it's just a sativa. It was like... Uh, Let me see. It was. He said it was a mix between the day, or Bruce Banner and something yeah, else. Yeah, it's but. Fantasy Melon, and it's made by the House of Dankness. So it is Fantasy it's Melon. It's Fantasy okay. Melon. Yeah, it's a good little pre-roll. I like no, it. No, we, we smoked on this thing a little... Uh, yeah, I had some thing. It got 29.29% on the old terpies. Yeah, they said it's... Some cannabinoids. No, I mean, the terps are 1.35, excuse me, and the uh, total cannabinoids THC levels, uh, 29.29, so... Green Roots, uh, Green Doctor 420, and I'd say Green Roots Wellness, and now uh, Good Meds or whatever. Good Meds. Those are going to be my three favorites from now, now on. Shout out to the uh, to everybody doing the uh, doing the Lord's work. Man, this was a good little pre-roll. We smoked this for, for a little bit. I can light it back up. Yeah, no, no, no. I man, it was uh, it was fantabulous. Thank you, Green Doctor Four Twenty. Man, you're doing the Lord's work. Appreciate you. Make sure you uh, you have a good one. Treat everybody well. Smoke the Lord's medicine. Yeah. God damn, what was in that shit, man? I never had no dope like that before in my life, man. That's the heaviest shit I ever smoked, man. I mean, I smoked a lot of shit before, man. But goddamn, man, that's heavy shit. Smoke weed every day. Yeah, ah, nice. So let's uh. 
Let's get into it, huh? We've got this a big PVE coming up. And the cool thing is we're going to be able to record in the middle of the day next Saturday. Yeah, so <laughs> I didn't realize the time would be a little bit different, but uh, we're doing a 1 p.m. Central pay-per-view, 9 a.m. prelim card. Yeah, because it's over in Abu Dhabi, but I could have swore the last couple they had. The last few they've had, I swear to God. But I think also with those, it was during the COVID shit, so he was like, okay, let's put it on prime time. Maybe? I don't know. I don't know. I also feel like they had to do them because they were during the summer. And remember, yeah. the AC was shit when they first went. Oh, yeah. It was like 90 billion degrees inside. So I think now that it's probably not as hot. When Poirier beat Khabib, it was like 110 in that room. What do you mean like, when Khabib beat Poirier? Oh, yeah, my bad. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? How did the undefeated guy? <laughs> uh, uh, he lost, but it was like uh, how Chell's son in lost. Where he's like, I didn't know you lost by tapping out. I thought you had to get knocked out. <laughs> uh, but this no. one's going to be fun, man. Yeah, prelims are starting at 9 a.m. Central Time. Wow. So, And you're going to work Friday night? Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, but I've been on, I, I call it Team No Sleep. Yeah. It's basically I go like... All weekend, doing two to three hours, little power naps, and mm -hmm. then Monday, tomorrow, get the sleep. I will get the 12. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> usually like when we have to get up early for work. Yeah, I get about, I try to get at least five because that's, that's good, consistent. Like, yeah. I don't wake up like I'm about to fall right back asleep. But this one, I don't think I'm going to catch the very beginning of this one. I'm going to have to come over during the middle of the prelims. Oh, no, no, no. I get that. No, um, man. It is stacked. To be honest, we really could start at the bottom. We have literally two ranked women bantamweights starting off the card. But in the interest of time and interest of everything, we're going to start at the top, top of these prelims because I don't know how this isn't on the pay-per-view, but I definitely understand Dana White's thinking where you're going against... Uh, actually, he'll be going against like college game day yeah. and everything when it starts and then... Right before, say, kickoff, right during the first set of games for college football is when the kind of best prelims will be going. Yep. So he's this will be on ESPN News mm -hmm. or ESPN, ESPN Plus. Because the last uh, three on that prelim card are literal, like, main main card fights. For yeah. sure. Because you I mean, Ozdemir is fighting Nikita Krilov. Remember the guy with the no fear? What does he have on his neck again? Free spirit. Free spirit, K.O. Barrow. He's from Brazil, so I'm just like, man, I am <laughs> so glad. Like, I'm going to get that in Brazilian on my neck and be like, we're brothers, bro. Like, Dude, uh, I don't speak a word of Brazilian. You don't know no English. This is perfect. Yeah. Because we both know we're free spirits. Yeah, free spirits, brother. But we're going to start our first. Our, we're only going to pick, I think, six fights for this one. And we're going to start it with Sean Brady versus Bella Muhammad. So. Um, man, this is this is a really important fight. Um, this is by far Sean Brady's toughest test. Oh yeah, I mean he is he's gone up against some monsters as well. But I just I really love this fight because it's really going to give us a lot of clarity. Mm -hmm. Who's up? Who's down? I mean, honestly, there's so many fights on this card. They're going to kind of shift divisions. That's for sure. Yeah. And like challengers will be de challengers for titles will really be decided most of this card. Yes, they will. And uh, yeah, and we'll end with a championship. And we'll get to that here in a little bit. But two actually, two championships. Excuse me. But uh, the uh, first one, Sean Brady undefeated. Mm -hmm. So fifteen and zero, Sean Brady betting favorite going against Bilal the man. Remember the name Bilal Muhammad. Yeah. 
Uh, I know for a fact, Blal's been over there for a, a good amount of time. Uh, I mean, he's been over there training with the Eagle in Islam. So this is the last time he lost was January of 19. Uh, if you don't have that fucking horseshit with uh, Leon Edwards, he's literally on a tear. So that's but why it's, I, it's, I'm picking him. It's not a loss, and I am as well picking him. Uh, because the, the guy he's fighting is a wrestler, right? And we saw him against Damian Maya just dance on one leg. And I, I feel like he ha- even if he gets taken down, he has enough ground game to probably, you know. I, I'm just picking him mainly because I've seen him fight more often. And I don't want to pick against Remember the Name because he's so much fun. I mean, like, there's he's coming off two pretty impressive wins over, you know, the Australia Jake Matthews and Michael Chasia. I mean, he won a unanimous 29-28. So, I mean, it was a great fight. So, this is a pretty big jump. I mean, if you put Bilal and uh, Chasia together, I think Bilal comes out. So, I I will say this is definitely Sean Brady's toughest fight. Um, I don't know if it is for Bilal. I feel like him getting that win over Vicente Luque after getting knocked out by him, and he... He pieced up Vicente Luque. He took him apart for five rounds. It was like 47. Yeah, and he, well, he showed, like, he's known for his grappling. Yeah. He's known for he his wrestling. He him up. And, uh, you know, having uh, having a great coach, having just an amazing court, and just, I don't know, he's been so game, mm-hmm. and just, he stuck to the game plan. And that's, uh, you can appreciate a fighter that does that, because, yeah. You know, you got guys like Garbrandt. It's like, stick to the game plan. One hit to the face, and it's like fucking Aaron Judge swinging for the fucking fences. Yeah, he's like, time to take you out. Oh, I got knocked out. <laughs> Wake up. Why don't you put it on my cup? Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we both have Bilal. Remember the name Muhammad. Uh, yes, sir. Again, uh, I would take him. Bilal, again, plus 120 on the bet. So pretty good little bet right there if you're into that. So so that's a good one if you wanted to bet on, too. Yeah, absolutely. So next, next one. fight is uh, Kat- Caitlin Chudigan, Chudigan, right? Chudigan. Versus Manon Ferrot. Ferriot? I'm not sure. Ferrot? Ferrot. I don't know why yeah. he gave me that one. I could say the other guys. <laughs> <laughs> but on this one, I... I've seen Chudigan fight, and the Manon lady is just, like, kind of on a little bit of a... She's on a tear. She's 9-1. and one. Uh, Again, the reach will be with Kaylin. She's a kickboxer, so she has mm-hmm. she has that. Um, but she, I don't know. I really like Manon. She's been just dangerous on the feet. She's a boxer, kickboxer type, just like her. So it'll just... It'll be a good striking battle for absolutely. sure. Absolutely. It'll be interesting just to see if um, if she can get inside and stay away from the big shots from Kaylin just because of the reach advantage. But mm-hmm. uh, Frode does have a significant a uh, advantage as far as significant strikes landed per minute. Gotcha. As far as she goes, and she doesn't absorb as much either. So it's kind of like a rematch of the French and Indian War, and I'm taking France. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm Judy taking American. <laughs> I'm taking Faroe. Yep. We and both as are you. the same there. Yeah, so um, I love it. It's going to be interesting. Again, two-inch reach in height, three-inch on, uh, on the reach, and leg reach is four inches. So it'll be interesting Jeez. to see that. That'll be a fun fight as far as a striking battle. They did not miss when it came to scheduling. Yeah. On this one. So, I yeah, we both went the same. And we, next one, Justin. 
All right. This one is uh, Benil Dariush is returning after he called out uh, Tesla about the four-door car when he had his baby. He's going to fight Matsu Gamrot, which is uh, another, like, he's from Poland. He's got Body Chief on his fucking tattooed on his chest, which is... It's odd for a pole. Yeah, I I just don't know exactly what it means, but I'm going with uh, Mr. Dariush. I want to see him. uh, He's kind of an older guy. I want to see him get one shot at trying to get to that title. And him versus uh, fucking Charlie Olives for the title would be pretty legit. No, absolutely. I I would love to see um, uh, who did did, uh, Alessandra just fight? Uh, Alessandra? Yeah, for the who did Alessandro just beat to get to the damn it? I can't. Is yeah. he? Who was his last? I can't even. Think I can't even right remember now. right now. No, no. But oh, I know it's uh fucking uh the black gorilla is his nickname. Oh yeah. So. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. I I think Darius uh, has already faced a lot of those kind of guys like Jakar Close. Mm-hmm. Beat the shit out of fucking Ferguson. I mean, he's just been on a run. He hasn't lost since 2018. That was to Alexander Hernandez. And that's when Alexander Hernandez, after that fight, decided to talk shit to Cowboy Cerrone and then yep, and then ate collarbone and died. Um, he was like, I'm going to retire you. And then he got retired. Oh, man. But well, he showed that clip where it's where the meme came from of Rogan, like, freaking out. It was whenever he's getting rocked in the fight, and then he hits the other guy, and they're like, oh, my God. And it was oh. like, oh, hell yeah. So... I think it was against, uh, shit, who is it? Uh, Drakkar Close, I think that's Yeah, Drakkar Close, yeah. Yeah. No, and I mean, Gamrod is not a, uh, not a friggin' slouch. Um, he's winning a lot by submission and by knockout. Like, he's got a pretty damn impressive thing. He's lost his, only his first fight. And again, there's always that weird first fight. In the UFC. First fight kind of thing where you're getting used to, Kind of the fight hype, you know, you're in like a larger promotion. Oh, yeah. All that, the pressure of, you know, the cutting weight, not disappointing the boss, being a good fight, you know, all that kind of thing, that mental game going Mm -hmm. into your first. But since then, uh, I mean, he's knocked out Scott Holtzman, submitted Jeremy Stevens. Well, him on the ground against Darius will be fun to watch because they're both like, you know, Darius is for sure a black belt, I'm sure. So it'll be that, fun. And no, absolutely. And this is uh this will be by far Gamrod's biggest victory if it goes down that way. And this will mm-hmm. really at, at twenty one and one professionally at lightweight that that'll propel him yeah. uh pretty damn far. And and that'll be Because uh, I think Darius is five or six in the rankings, so that would get him into the rankings probably. No, I mean that's the thing with Darius is everyone's like kind of rooting against him because he's older. You know, everybody wants to see, yeah. like, our next fight we'll talk about in a minute. Dariush is number six. Gamera is number nine. And I really wish we would have got to see uh, Dariush versus Islam before all this because they were supposed to fight, and then you, it fell out. But I, if he wins this, then he has a, a claim. It'd be like, hey, uh, Islam, whoever wins the title, you got to fight me next, motherfuckers. I mean, everybody else... See when the when the championship changes hands, it's that weird thing where yeah. two and three because they just they may have lost to the champ, but like oh it's a new joint, you know it's yeah. it's that weird thing. But totally. at number six, if he looks dominant, it would be great to see you know an older guy get a shot to kind of make the dream come true, like totally Bisbing style. You know what I mean? Yes, and uh, that guy deserves it. But next fight, what do we got, Mister Old Greg Petter? Jan versus Sugar, Sean O'Malley, one versus 12. 
Yeah, the, man, the fact we talked about this whenever it first got announced, we we're like, what the fuck is going on? But the more I see uh, Sugar talk about it, he's basically, it's a win win for him. If he knocks him out, oh, awesome. But if he loses, hey, I lost to the number one fucking guy. What do you, I mean, well, he doesn't think he's going to win, but Sean, or lose. But. Sean O'Malley's, he's an interesting guy. Yeah. Just outside of the ring, a thousand percent, but inside the ring, just college wrestler. At Montana, D1 school. Pretty yeah. fucking good at that. And everyone talks about him not being a ground guy, but... He know. just... It's where he's... I think him being a wrestler and that literally being just ingrained in his, you know, soul. Yeah. Learning all the the notions, all the physical nuances mm-hmm. allowed him to become such a good boxer. Well, a lot of the like guys that had that one-shot knockout... From early on in UFC, even to now, we're wrestlers first, and they learned how to box. And that's we talked about that earlier. That's also the story for that. You know, one of the next fighters, Algermain, where he's a wrestler, mm-hmm. but he's starting to put the hands together. Also, you know, fucking uh, Bilal Muhammad. We talked about it the same way. Yeah, we're just dominant ground guys, and they want to be well rounded because that's Cause what it takes now. I don't feel like Jan's going to come out and just like go for a takedown on this. I feel like he's going to be like, "Oh, you, I'm going to knock you out," because he's he's a savage. Like this is. I think Petr Jan would rather in Abu Dhabi in front of Khabib, Khabib someone. That's true. Maybe show him like, oh, yeah, you didn't think I could get you like this. Maybe. I, but to get in, he has to overcome the reach. And that's, that's where the fight is, I believe. Yes. That's so, why I'm taking Sean O'Malley to get us a cool little, uh, hopefully he doesn't try to get a walk off. Like he just takes him out and make sure he finish him. Don't. Because I feel like Jan's one of those guys, if you Almeida him, he might come out of it more mad and fuck you up. I mean, there's a, excuse me, there's a four-inch height advantage, Mm -hmm. a five-inch reach advantage, and a two-inch leg reach advantage as well. And O'Malley has some power. I know Jan does too, so this, like, it should be fun. Absolutely. So, uh, significant strikes as far as, like, the math goes. Um, O'Malley has... And here's the thing. O'Malley's fights have been kind of quick. Yeah. There's been a lot of them. but Except for where he pounded Moran, what's his name's head for three rounds. Crystal Mez Moicano. Mojino. Mojino. Yeah, Moicano is dope. Uh, landed per minute uh, significant strikes. Uh, 5.45 for Yawn. 7.75 for O'Malley. Mm-hmm. That's they the both thing. defend at a pretty close rate as well. Well, both guys like to come forward. This is not guys that like to chill out and wait. So it it's going to be two dudes meeting in the middle, I hope. Takedown defense. Petr Jan, 90% defended. I think Aljo's the only one that's got him down on the ground. 64% for O'Malley. So if I see the one advantage to negate the reach, I think Petr Jan tries to go to the ground. And that's why I took Petr Jan. You got Jan in that one for sure. And it's, I think Sean O'Malley's advantages are legit. Mm -hmm. I think not going the whole distance and getting a resolution to his last fight. I don't like, I, he looked like he was taking control, but we all know what fighting is like. One second later, he could just be on the fucking ground Mm -hmm. waking up or trying to wake up. Yep. But it would be awesome. If O'Malley pulls this off, because yeah. he immediately can just be like, hey, title sluts, and 
Dana White probably will give it to him due to numbers, promotion, everything else. And guess what? If you're a fucking draw, you deserve it. Yeah. But if he gets slept here or something, mm-hmm. he has brand goes down slightly, just like you're saying. It's not, it's a, it's a win-win. He's still going to have the money he has from his contract. He's still going to have his Twitch. He's going to have his yeah, all that stuff. He has a lot of stuff lined up. He has a lot of things going for him, and he doesn't seem... He does all these crazy videos and does, but it yeah. doesn't seem... He's been doing those the whole time. Yeah. He hasn't gone out and done, like, the fucking yacht purchase, McGregor... Or done any of that. I mean, he doesn't yeah. have McGregor money, but I'm saying you don't... Well, he hasn't started a liquor. He hasn't done a couple yeah, of things it yet. just seems like he's... He's still young. He wants to fight and win a title. That's what he, he seems said his like. Goal he's is. really concentrated on like the actual legacy and not just trying to build a brand because he's already been doing that and it mm-hmm. came naturally because he literally trains with his best friend and so like yeah. I think that's a very powerful thing. And he's in the era of gamers where these guys play games. So is Aljo. I believe he games too. Like all the some of these American guys that are could be or will be champs, they're gamers too. So it's a way to keep your shit. boy Whitaker. Yeah, Whitaker. A little Aussie, yeah? Yeah, and then you got fucking, uh, uh, what's his name, Marty Mouse? He's a big time gamer. Oh, yeah? I didn't know that. Mighty Mouse? Yeah, I didn't know. Guy? Yeah, yeah, he's like, you not seen that thing where he put out after he beat Cejudo in the first round, he went back and like played, he played, his, it? played his game? No, he like played whatever game he was into. He's like, I had to tell him to pause it for a second. I got to go whip, whip a guy's ass real fast and come back. And it was like, holy shit. Because he's hilarious. a big gamer, too. So. Okay, yeah, that caught me unaware. Oh, I didn't know you didn't know. <laughs> All right, you got the next one. Okay, this one is a fun one because it'll be uh, the champs uh, shot at fighting someone different than Jan for the title, and it's the snake in the grass coming out. The guy is an absolute fucking loser. He's a liar. (laughs) You pressed the wrong one, but you got it at the right. No, I think I nailed it, though. Yeah. Uh, There's a little snake in the grass right there. (laughs) It's TJ TJ Dillashaw versus Aljo. And I'm going to be honest. I think. I think TJ Dillashaw might hate him more than almost any fighter in the UFC. What's crazy? I became a fan of him when he beat. uh, What's that guy? That Garby. No, when he took the title from the man who hadn't lost and like. It was almost like the uh, 135 pound uh, version. Like it's almost like Aldo, but it was at 135. I'll I'll find it. It's Hinn and Burrell. When he beat Hinn and Burrell that first time, where it was like this crazy upset, it was like holy shit. I thought he was fun. And oh, then, and then when he beat uh, Garbrandt or whatever, it was like this guy's fun. But then that loss to uh, Garbrandt. No, Dominic Cruz and oh, Henry Cejudo yeah. kind of just like the way he takes the loss is like, ugh. Yeah, no. He takes them almost as bad as McGregor the day after. Yeah, because the Cejudo one is where he showed up with that big coat on. He thinks he's all cool. And then he got slept Man, in 32 seconds. And that Sanhagen fight. He didn't win. I know. It was a split decision. He's getting the title shot. But it's also because Aljo's like, hey, I'll fuck him up. I feel um, like, I mean, I know he's a, a wrestler. But I think Aljo gets on his back, submits the guy. You think so, though? I think so. I think he's going to backpack this dude. But I really... Um, DJ Dillashaw's got the uh, got the juice, too. Like, fucking... Yeah. He's training with Juice Monster 2002. But yeah. remains in a place right now where... Again, okay. we've talked about it a million times. Just being well-rounded mm-hmm. is what it's all about. And he is just added so much game as far as his on his feet having Sarah 
and um, he's got to be at a very confident spot Wyatt, right now. Weidman and uh, who's he? Oh, and the other thing is he wants to make a statement to the boss because the boss said he didn't even win that fight against Yon. So if he maybe he'll sleep TJ, just knock him out or something. It's like oh shit again. I don't know. <clears throat> like TJ is just one of those things where it's once like you're fucking cheating, and then you just you don't even acknowledge. It's like, oh, come on, like, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, I get it. But, like, to be like, yeah, I don't take those kind of questions. I'm just like, yeah, but you did that shit. You gotta take those questions, dirtbag. I go to Rachel Green's mother. Once a cheater, always a cheater. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But he's 36 and Aljo's 33. So it's two guys kind of, I would say he's more on the prime side. Well, also maybe on the tail end of it. Because he did that fucking crazy cut to fight Cejudo. He took. He had to take two years off. So I understand he's probably trying to get the title back, but I think Aljo wins. I don't know how. I wouldn't bet on how he wins. No, I like I like Aljamain as well. Just again, well rounded, but just on a tear has not looked close. I mean, if you look at who he's fought, just the last like four or five: Jimmy Rivera, Pedro Munoz, Corey Sanhagen, Petr Jan twice. Mm-hmm. One of them, Petr Jan knees him. He's probably losing that fight, but. Yeah, to fucking win. So, you cheat, you fucking cheat. So it goes back to Marlon Moraes when he got that crazy head kick. Yeah. That was kind of the coming out party, and that's what really did keep him wanting to train the feet. It gave him that confidence that, like, yeah. oh, I can do this on the feet. We already know I can just fucking backpack a motherfucker. No, remember Moraes knocked him out, and that's when it kind of changed. Aljo went on a tear after that. Yeah, he, it's, it's, well, it was. Like the opposite of McGregor, where you were like, all right, once people start taking you down, you're probably going to do, do that, right? And yeah. then every time, for the most part, when you saw the videos, it's just him hitting the bag. And you're just yeah. like, I want to see you wrestling, fuckface. But I think be, Aljo can get it done, though. I think Aljo does get it done. I am absolutely fucking hyped for that one. Yes. Main event in the evening. This is my favorite fighter on the roster. They fucked him over, and he's going to get his fucking goddamn title back. Charlie Olives, all day. Real quick. Huh? Fucked him over? Well, no, they didn't fuck him over, but when you see the shit about the scales and all the bullshit that happens with the scale, it's kind of like, man, maybe he did go in there and was like, you're 155, you're good, don't do nothing. But he maybe he was really 157. Then he goes in the morning. That's all I'm saying. No, I'm with you. I just, um, I just don't like how if you're off by a pound. I don't think that the UFC... It's going to fuck over someone that's like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's the fact that there's just not a universal quick done thing. Like it's, you go there in the morning, you get it done, all this kind of stuff. And there's all this yeah. fucking shit around it. Well, I think with what happened with Kamzat kind of made me feel more salty about it. Okay. He didn't get fucked over, but he gets his title back. I feel like he has the tools to take down Mr. Islam. I I have Islam only because we didn't want to pick too many of the same. <laughs> yeah, but for the most part, like, he hasn't lost since, like, 15. Yeah. And, like, literally, I have the thing where, like, fighters literally, like, I think hold themselves up. Like, it's their pride and everything. Like, they literally hold themselves up. And that's just, it's insane sandwich. And yeah, the wrestling and everything, I just, they're both monsters. Mm-hmm. And as long, he can fucking, he proved to Bobby Green he can put lights out. Yeah. So I like I like everything about this fight. 
because you're really like there's no way anyone can dispute who's better and all this stuff like these are two guys that are good at everything mm-hmm. i'm looking forward to it i think it'll be potentially if it goes more than like three or four rounds and it's not just one guy like if it's not islam taking him down and dominating him it's actual like back and forth could potentially be fight of the night for this card besides that uh what was the other one we said uh Maybe the Belal Muhammad Sean Brady fight would be one because I think both guys really want to get that next win. There's a lot of fight of the nights on this fucking card. I really did want to pick Olives, but yeah, uh, Olives has a three and a half inch reach advantage on the uh, on the armies, but he's only a half inch on the legs, so it's yeah. not too crazy. They're both five ten. He's my ride or die. I've been picking him since he fought Chandler, and you were like, nah, Chandler's going to I mean, fuck him up. And he did fight. that first round. He really did. My problem is I just wish uh, Charlie Olives would get eye surgery so he could see because he wears those big-ass glasses because he has terrible vision. That's really? What, they said that's why he gets hit so much. He doesn't want to get the surgery until after he's done. It's like, dude. Yeah, because he has to be out for so long. Like, you yeah. can't get hit for like a year. Yeah, so he's just like, nah, I'll just, you know, I'm tough. So. Yeah. I mean, all right, so the, the stat for me, per 15 minutes, takedown average. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Charlie Olives, 2.4. Mm-hmm. Uh, Islam, 3.4. Yeah. Takedown defense percentage, Olives, 57%. Uh, Makashev, 88%. Yep. So I don't think you're going to see Olives go for a takedown. I think we see... Olives clip him because he's going to do... I think he just strikes in more spots than Islam does, and he's going to crack him a little bit, maybe like he did uh, Gaethje, and he's going to try to get the back. That's what I think, Strike I don't know. Strike math. You want to hear strike math? Oh, shit, strike math. All right, so the striking, significant strike math is landed per minute. Um, your boy Olives has got it 3.5 to 2.2. Mm-hmm. Significant strike percentage, like as many, you know, as... Is 57 for Islam, but only 50, 53 for Olives. Okay. Absorbed per minute. Well, I know Olives takes the cake on this 3. one. 3.18. Uh, Islam, 0.84. Like yeah. 0.84. get hit. And he defends, Islam defends 68% of strikes. Um, and Olives has got a 52%. Yeah. So that's the diff- That's what I've heard all leading into this. Yeah. Olives gets hit. Does Islam have the power to knock him out? And we'll see. Well, Oliver, like, I believe every chin has an expiration date. Yes. Oliver has taken some fucking Shit. Chandler fucking. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and Chandler, all these are Poirier, Gagey. They all gave him their best shot. Yeah, sure. so it's just, I, he's riding high right now, Oliver, and that's why I'm fucking cheering him on. But Makashev, like, if anyone has the power, yeah, this dude's a fucking wiry, fucking bear-wrestling Russian. So if anybody yeah. is going to smoke him, might be this guy. But also the, the takedown, it's, I keep saying it, the well-roundedness is just insane. It could go anywhere and end in any which way for... Either of them. Yes. I'd Either one could knock them out. Either one could submit the other one. My little stat that I heard about Charlie Olives. He has the most submissions in the UFC, right? Eight of those came off of his back. So that's what I'll leave it with. Maybe he gets number nine tonight. Tomorrow night. Or next week. <laughs> tonight. We're going to watch it early, tonight. guys. Yeah, no. Hurry up and get in the ring. <laughs> yeah, no. Tonight's the night. So, so there's our picks. We, I'm really looking forward to it. Again, it's a very early start. Uh, 9 a.m. prelims. 
one o'clock start time central. If you're in another time zone, do the math. I'm not good at it. Shit. Yeah. But I'm too high for this math. Oh, I don't know about did, math. Did no you know that they're making a lethal weapon five? Wow. I, I haven't read too much into it because I don't want to like fucking Whoa. die from laughter. But what I'm hoping for is like, uh, Donald Glover and Mel Gibson are like retired and like Chris, they're just helping Chris Rock's character out lightly because he's like the captain now. Yeah, that'd be cool. And they just look at him like, "Bro, you're getting too old for this shit." Like, <laughs> well, also, I think Mel Gibson needs to take uh, Danny Glover over to that doctor he sees and get Danny Glover back to jacked. Because oh, I hadn't seen him recently, dude. Mel last Gibson thing I saw him yoked. is well, yeah, but I mean, Danny Glover's kind of like he's looking old. He's that's old. what I ain't seen him since. Like, uh, do you remember the movie Shooter? Yes. Well, yeah, that's the last time I seen him. No, I saw a video where him and his wife were just like dancing on the beach, and they're like, "Look at Don- Danny Glover out here living his best life." Oh, I mean, why wouldn't you? But yeah, that would be cool if they make. A- I'd watch that. They are. Wow, it's happening. Lethal Weapon Five. I'm getting too old for this. No, shit. they're like, "Look at him, yeah, bro. You too old for this shit." Or like maybe like Joe Pesci's character dies, and they just oh. like look down like. I guess you were too old for that shit. Yeah, no. They, they were like, they fuck you in the drive-thru. <laughs> Man, I, those, those movies, uh, those were some original VHSs that I grew up on. Oh, Lethal we were like, I'll replay this one. Lethal Weapon 4, like, I love that one. It's like, yeah. Oh, I was more Who's the a, perp? What'd you bust it for? What the fuck? I look like a Crips accountant. <laughs> like, Chris well, Rock was legendary. Yeah, that was the hey, first biscuits, one he was in. Uh, right? Breakfast. What's his name? Butters. Yeah, no. Because, uh, what's it called? Uh... Uh, Lethal Weapon Three is the one where like uh, Joe Pesci has like the bleach blonde, blonde hair. hair. I think yeah, it's, oh, yeah. That's I didn't. We didn't buy Lethal Weapon Four till well after we were into DVDs. I think my <laughs> I think my parents got it on VHS when they had like Columbia Movie yeah. Club, and then you got a one. Oh yeah. My parents ended that though after they got that movie with Joe Pesci and Donald Glover gone fishing. Oh yeah, yeah. A, like, whew, that's a terrible. Like, literally, we were getting movies like Forrest Gump, mm-hmm. Schindler's List, like all these great movies, like fucking Gone Fishing. Yeah, and then it was like one week. It was like we paid like thirty five dollars a month, and like two of them showed up, and it was like Dunstan checks in one thing, oh. and then it was like Gone Fishing. Like, what the fucking fuck? Yeah, well, Some like, of, like people should like get mad about bad movies now, but the bad movies of the past, dude. Dunstan checks. Do you remember Dunstan yeah, checks with the big, in uh, orangutan with the orangutan? Yeah. And I do. Yeah, we watched that with my kids. It's still a good kids movie, but not I a good not, movie. I won't. I yeah. just I don't even want to look at the cover because I watched it. Like, no, it's on Disney or something. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, whoever bought, I think it's Disney because Fox owned that one or some shit. Uh, one movie I need to see is on Disney Plus is uh, Angels in the Outfield. Oh yeah, it's still yeah, it is. We watched that one and the one where the kid uh, like rookie of the year. We could throw the pitch real fast or it's whatever. My, it's <laughs> one of my favorite terrible weird lines in a movie when he fucks up the doctor and the doctor's like funky butt loving. It's yeah. like who what what the hell butt loving. So maybe he started the butt stuff movement. I don't know. Oh, like that dude's like started. funky butt love. I was just like, hey, that makes sense. Who Old says Disney that? movies are dirty? Who <laughs> says like those words in that order is funky a funky butt love. Loving, I think, oh, was the line. Funky butt loving. It's like what? I think when people try to like not cuss and make shit up, it's worse than when you just said motherfucker. You know, except for Joe Pesci in Home Alone. Motherfucking sheriff. Oh yeah, yeah, because he couldn't cuss in that one. Yeah, so no, 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 he's in between mob movies. And then uh, rookie of the year, best character though, 
was uh, the dude from Home Alone that was the coach. Splice the ball! Splice oh. He's like the clap, the coach who's always running around the Marv from Home Alone. Oh, the one who gets his uh, head burnt and like, yeah. steps on the nail? That guy? Yeah, oh, okay. that gotcha. guy. He's the coach. He's like, ah, oh, you got to oh, save yeah, your yeah. brownie. You yeah. have and does he got he breakfast. Like, he gets the mom of the kid who can pitch, right? No, no, no. That's, uh, oh, that, uh, that's fucking, uh, what's his name? Big Teeth fucking dude who's weird now. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna. God damn it, I'm gonna lose. Oh, Busey, it was Gary Busey. Yeah, it's Gary Busey. Was like his last normal role before he did fucking whatever drug. Yeah, like, that's I'm true. I'm here to fuck cocaine and kill strippers. Like, no, you said man. that backwards. Anyway, if you guys listened this long, thank you, and yeah. you got to hear our like try our to take on movie. rookie of the year. Well, us remembering old movies as a child. It started absolutely. with Lethal Weapon Four. Well, and then we went you to Dunstan checks in real quick. Dun- yeah, started with Lethal Weapon Five. We ended on Dunstan checks in. Yeah, oh, no, it was Rookie of the Year. Come on, Rookie of the Year is fantastic. <laughs> That's Such a, good a movie. terrible premise, but fantastic movie. Man, the then, fact that like Barry Bonds is in it. Yeah, and you look at it and you're like, oh yeah, there's no way that guy didn't do steroids. When you see him hit like the fucking Bingo. last one, you look at him in Rookie of the Year playing for the Pirates, mm-hmm. and he's like a fucking beanpole. And then you look at him, it looks like JJ Wood but black. No, I'm just like, um, but like <laughs> fucking scrawny as shit, and all of a sudden he shows up looking like Arnold, the Governor, and With shit. A big head in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, guys, that's our opinions on old 90s and 80s movies. I know you listen to this whole thing, so yeah. I love you guys. We appreciate it. We'll be back. It'll be out a little bit earlier because yeah. 280's out a little earlier than we'd yeah. like. So. so it'll be, you don't have to wait till 3 in the, or uh, early morning Sunday. You can listen to it Saturday night. Yeah, which you will. Yeah. So we appreciate you guys. Make sure you tell your friends. Tell yeah. everybody you Rate know. Rate review. Leave us some good five stars. Make sure you uh, go see the folks out of Good Meds. Love you much. And as always, keep on chiefing. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to the Talking Bluntly podcast. Make sure you rate us five stars on wherever you listen to your podcast. Again, we appreciate you guys listening. And as always, keep on chiefing.